Welcome to Beer Massive, a collection of good beer-centric conversation, interviews, editorials, reviews, and more from a collective of centrally like-minded yet individually opinionated good beer fanatics. From podcasts born in the present, or from our massive library of brewer interviews from years past, we hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do enjoy what you're here, please subscribe. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on tap, at Massive Beers, or email us individually at massivebeers at gmail.com. Yeah, but more times than not, I'll try to limit my cursing. No, fuck no, please. <laughs> okay. If you don't curse, I'm just not gonna post it. Dude, I curse that yeah. they like. Yeah, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they don't like cursing. Well, nah, fuck that noise. X rated, or R rated at least. We're not getting nude on the radio. Well, we could, but it's just not gonna relate into a, some kind of fucking rating warning. Anyway, how's it going in the magical land of the internet? We're sitting here in beautiful. Are we in Seaside proper? This is Seaside proper, yeah. right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, Seaside Heights, New Jersey, drinking some beers with a little bit of heavy reel. What's going on, brother? Okay. Introduce yourself. Tell everybody what you're all about and who you are. All right, cool. So I'm Jeff, um, one of the owners here, head brewer. Uh, pretty much everything you see in the business here is uh, all coming kind of uh, from my head. So, yeah, I do a little bit of everything here. Uh, been here a year now, a little over a year, so... Uh, trying to you know bring craft beer to this part of the state part that's not known for craft beer to be perfectly <laughs> yeah. honest with you yeah we saw a uh, you know a little opportunity and just uh we're taking a shot <laughs> first things first like what's your origin in the beer in general what got you into beer not necessarily brewing um so what got me into beer i mean it's kind of you know all the podcasts are kind of the same it started with a you know a kid or whatever uh to be honest with my wife and i or my now wife first met uh we had more money because we didn't have a mortgage so we'd go on uh you know weekend trips uh we went up to portland maine um you know before it kind of exploded as like a craft beer mecca up there and uh we were right next to our hotel was right next to the shipyard uh so you know i saw I they had stayed in that same exact hotel last time i was up fucking there fucking sick hotel i loved it just like <laughs> so that's I, like, out my window actually was the ship you can see the side of the building it said shipyard that's yeah how, like i was right next so to at it, this yeah. point i was already drinking uh craft beer because i actually this is going to sound uh i never drank anything else other than craft beer uh when i first started you know buying beer uh it started with sam adams and uh brooklyn just because their packaging got to me and you know that's I didn't think I was drinking craft beer. I just knew it wasn't Budweiser. Uh, so that's how it started. And uh, yeah, vacations. We uh, After that, it was Sam Adams. Uh, then we went to Newport, Rhode Island and hit uh, a bunch of the smaller breweries up there. And it just kind of... Uh, just kept growing and growing and growing and she bought me a beer kit for christmas uh you know i never used it i didn't want to brew beer uh and you know one one rainy day we took it out and i have a very addictive personality i was like yeah i'm gonna open a brewery <laughs> after like what, when was this uh this is probably going back geez i always get this wrong four or five years ago six okay. years ago um yeah and it just uh you know i just when i said i want to do it uh just emailed all the breweries that were open and opening at the time and uh yeah just wanted to make it a career and where was your first stop on that path? first stop was at little dog uh gretchen was just starting out um she was looking for somebody to help so you know i just went there and said teach me anything you know i've been home brewing at this point for probably a year um 
So I just kind of want to see how it does on the commercial scale. You know, it's a, it's so much different going from you know brewing on your stove to you know the clamps are different, the grain outs different. You know, like every single thing is you know different. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, most people know this, but you know when you're going from home brew to commercial, it's not like a matter of multiplication. Like, oh, we're going to do it five times bigger, yeah. so we just five times everything else, and yeah. then you just five times more fucked up is yes. what it's going to make yeah, it. for sure. But um, <laughs> the funny part is, is that not funny, but interesting part is, is that you talked about you know your first gig was at Little Dog, mm-hmm. and here you know on your board you have you know if you're a rice ginger uh, lemongrass beer you have a couple of hazies you're doing actually a hazy beer release today, yep. and you have burn barrel aged stuff but Little Dog is very traditional. Yeah, a lot of people that are in the the beer world nowadays kind of work their way into the kind of new school realm through a new school application. Yeah. What's what do you think helps you along the way working at such a uber traditional place and then jumping into it do you think that gives you an advantage or just gives you a different angle uh a little bit of both you know like i truly love like you know traditional styles but uh uh people that know me my mind is always like going <laughs> off into different fucking things and uh you know get influenced by alcohol and other things and come up with these crazy ideas <laughs> so we uh yeah that's how it pretty much happens uh i like to you know, it's so, especially now, craft beer, there's so many breweries. Everybody's trying to do something different. Like, mm-hmm. it's so hard to be original. It's so hard to create your own brand. It's so hard to, you know, stand out from all these other breweries. Uh, so it's much more than just being like, oh, we're going to add pizza into a beer. It's like, <laughs> you got, there's so many other <laughs> things that you have to do to, you know, kind of stand out. Um, you know, we try to do a lot of sours here. We try to do a lot of IPAs. Um, but, you know, I like going back and, like we did the Japanese rice lager. I can't think of a single brewery in New Jersey that's doing that. Uh, Oyster South, not many breweries in New Jersey are doing that. Uh, so I always just, I don't know, I'll come up with an idea and just kind of, kind of run with it. Yeah, but the traditional thing kind of helps because like uh, you, you have to have, you have to know what a beer is supposed to taste like to go for it. You know, you can't just brew, throw uh, Hefeweizen yeast into a red IPA and expect it to like, <laughs> like you gotta kind of know your flavors when you talk about working in a place that is kind of has traditional roots kind of cutting your teeth at a place that has traditional roots but then talking about how beer is exploding and how people want to make something that's unique and stands out you got to find balance between both of those trying to be like okay we want to do something we want to put a pizza beer together yeah. and have those spices but we need to make good beer too we can't just make crazy shit for yeah. the sake of making crazy shit how do you find that balance and be like okay i want to make the crazy beer but at the same time i also need to make good beer because yeah um not, yeah, so, both aren't mutually exclusive yeah you know? i think now i'm at the point where i can start doing more crazy shit as a pair uh you know like a year ago it really wasn't too much adjuncts in the IPAs. I think the craziest one we did was uh, we do a cheesecake beer. You know, we do a double and triple version of it. Um, that was probably the craziest we're doing now. Then I should say uh, now it's kind of you know what else is <laughs> what hasn't somebody done yet? You know, that's kind of you know how we're going about it now. Uh, I have some crazy ideas and I'll <laughs> I'll say it to people <laughs> and they're like, no, that's never going to work. But uh, We'll see. You know, it's not, I'm not doing this to just do crazy stuff. It's just like, you know, every once in a while, let's do something, especially for a collab. Like, what the fuck? Just yeah, <laughs> have fun with it. Yeah, let's see what happens. The um, backtrack a little bit. And when you you worked at uh, Little Dog, 
how long between your stint there to we're not just opening this place, but you're like, okay, we're opening this place. Um, not long. Cause, uh, I got hired at a brewery that's now out of business. Uh, it was Hearthstone Grill. The guy hired me to, you know, come in, take over all the brewing. Um, I literally brewed one beer, uh, it was in the fermenter, never even got on tap and he went out of business. So I was like, well, where, uh. where do I go now? Uh, <laughs> so it was kind of at the point, um, you know, I was already like kind of stockpiling kegs and stockpiling equipment. Um, I just kind of went for it. You know, I, I said uh, we got engaged uh, up in Vermont. You know, we were, you know, this is a couple of years ago. And I, on the drive back, I said, you know, when I get home, I'm actually going to submit the paperwork to file for the brewery. You know, because I had it, I would fill it out. I'd come home and be like, ah, this is. Too, too too much questions. Too, too like, big, too hard, too fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I decided, like, I'm actually going to do it. You know, I'm just going to fill it out, submit it, and see what happens. So that was like that was like really what pushed me to do it. All right. So we're getting we're engaged. Uh, we're about we're going to buy a house. Uh, it was just like before real life really takes place. Let me just do this and <laughs> see where it goes. So you go forward with the brewery. You go into the planning stage. It's you and your wife that are um, a part of the brewery. Is there yeah, and else? I have a, one other partner, Chris. Okay. Um, he's kind of behind the scenes. Uh, but, yeah, there's three of us. You know, um, pretty much it's my vision and what I want to do. You know, sometimes they'll try to <laughs> keep me in check. But uh, if I really feel, like, passionate about something, I'm just going to do it anyway. <laughs> so you decide to open. You're in, like you were saying earlier, about two, two and a half barrels. Yeah. The size of the brewery. So we opened on a one-barrel system. Okay. And we made the huge <laughs> jump to uh, two and a half. Uh, so the stuff I was using was my homebrew equipment that we started on. Um, and, you know, like last summer, uh, I think we had four fermenters, four one-barrel fermenters, and we were just blowing through them like crazy. Um so, you know, like the whole first year, we just kept reinvesting into the business. Uh, we didn't take out a bank loan to start this. It was just, you know, the money we had. So we didn't have, you know, we didn't have the nicest equipment to start with. Uh, but I never agreed with, you know, walking into a brewery and you see brand new brewing systems and the beer's shit. So yeah. I said, like, let's just focus on brewing good stuff right off the bat. And uh, the equipment and everything else will fall into place. If you know what you're doing, it's very, very nice yeah. to have a state-of-the-art brewery or whatnot. But, For sure. you know, give a good chef a meager ingredients. You yeah. usually end up with something pretty great and opposite. You can give somebody who doesn't know what they're, they're doing the greatest kitchen yeah. in the world. It's kind of one of those things. When you decided to do the one barrel, it was just a matter of like, okay, we're, was that a kind of... I don't want to say a, a safe bet, be like, okay, let's just test the waters here kind of thing, and then immediately, like, yeah, we need to get bigger and uh, bigger fast. Yeah, it was kind of just... Um, because you're in a town that's, like, not necessarily yeah. known for beer, too. That's I think the thing. we kind of knew, like, I think we kind of knew, like, a brewery, if it's good enough, people will drive anywhere to go to a brewery. So, you know, I, I, I truly felt that, like, inside, like, all right, so it doesn't really matter where you open it you know like treehouse is in the middle of nowhere yeah. people drive hours to go there so i'm not saying we're getting to that point but you i wanted it to become a destination i wanted people here oh heavy real like let's take a drive down to seaside and go especially like in the winter when people come in the winter and they're like coming from like pennsylvania and stuff like that's pretty crazy um but the brewing system was mainly my brew days on the original system were about eight to ten hours Okay. Uh, so really for me, it was just uh, being more productive with my time, like newer stuff, newer pumps. So now I'm down to six hours in and out. In and it, what size fermenters do you have here now? Uh, we have 80 gallons, so two-ish okay. barrels. Okay. Like, yeah. 
And then how often are you making beer? Um, pretty much uh, four days a week. Um, kind of depends. Like if one week, I just try to keep the seven fermenters full. So like if there's two empty ones, I'll brew twice. If there's three empty ones, I'll brew three times. Uh, in the summer, it's kind of like every single day. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, get, I'm training a couple guys now to help out in the brew house and just make it a little bit easier on myself. Um, that way we can just keep production going kind of like 24 hours. Fair enough. Yeah. Name, heavy reel. Why that? Uh, so it doesn't really mean, it's not a fishing term. It's not, I don't think, a real term for anything. Uh, if you look at that picture right there. Yeah, I noticed uh, it yesterday when I was here. That's my, uh, that's my grandfather. He was a big fisherman. Um, you know, I just kind of was at work and looked at that picture. And I don't know, we were kind of bouncing around ideas around uh, for names. And I just said it uh, to Jesse, my wife, and she's like, yeah, that's cool. I like it. And uh, didn't need much more convincing than that. We just went with it. And, uh, you know, it kind of ties into the area. It's not, you know, like deep sea fishing brewing company. Yeah, something corny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we just well, kind of. the name's only corny if you're corny. Yeah. I think that's how it works, isn't it? Like. Like you yeah. can make, there's some really, if you think about it, you step back and there's some breweries, you're like, that's really a corny name, but their yeah. shit's so banging that it, it can't be corny because yeah. their beer is delicious. I just thought, know? yeah, I didn't want something to be like so mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually thought it would be a fishing term. but I think, I, I think it is. He just looks like, uh, like the pole's heavy, the real Well, that's, the, that's the, that was my thought about <laughs> yeah. it because it was like when I grew up here, because I grew up in Tom's River and, and I used to go fishing with my dad and brother and we'd always go down in the bay or we'd go in a boat. But whenever they went surf fishing, I wouldn't go because I was a kid because it yeah. was like, that was like, in my brain, I remember it being like, oh, it's too, that's too much. You, you're not big enough. Yeah. You can't get, you can't cast that far because everything's too heavy. It's like yeah. a heavy real thing. So I thought that maybe that was the angle for it. But yeah, yeah I, no. I don't know when <laughs> names work. <laughs> Just made up. Yeah. We, uh, the only other one I think we were looking at was Barrier Island, uh, but there was already... Barrier Brewing. A, yeah, Barrier yeah. Brewing, and I think it was uh, Chris from Eclipse owns the rights to that name, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was copyrighted, so we just kept... And that was it. Yeah, we just kind of went with it. So then when I was home brewing, uh, you know, everything was heavy reel. My wife would make, like, uh, you know, tap handles because we have a bar in the basement with saying heavy reel. Um, so it was always kind of like a goal. Uh, I think it said... I forget what year 2011 established on like our tap handles um but yeah it's just now it's real so okay like i said i grew up here uh, and when i grew up here i left when i was younger but i've visited quite a bit over the years and good beer well, air quote good beer for those who don't can't see podcasts because it's not tv I've never thought about this area as being a beer place. Yeah. And it's honestly to the point where I would come down here and even if I wanted to go to a liquor store and find something good for years yeah. and years. I'm old. I mean, we're talking, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s. It was devoid of beer. Now, you do have breweries that are close to here now. Mm -hmm. You do have, again, air quote, good breweries. But nobody's really, like, in the mix on the island. Like, if this building wasn't across the street from us, we'd be staring at the dunes. You're yeah. that close mm -hmm. to the beach. What kind of advantages and disadvantages do you think that gives you? Um... Yeah, I guess the advantage, you know, and this isn't the way I looked at things. The advantage was, well, you know, you're in a beach town in the summer, you're going to be busy. Like, and for my business model, I was like, fuck that. I want to be busy in January when there's nobody down here. That, that to me, means, like, you're brewing good shit. Like, mm -hmm. any, I, you could brew shit beer on the beach, and you'll probably sell it anyway. But that, like, I, that, to me, was not what I wanted to do. Uh, I just kind of wanted... The beer to be good so it didn't really influence it too much um 
you know, it's a cool spot. I can't lie, being, you know, a block away from the ocean during the mash, you know. I, last summer, I caught a huge striper on the beach, like, during my hour break during the mash. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's in just, you know, an untapped kind of territory, you know. Are your roots right here? Um, or so, yeah, I grew up in North Jersey, but we had a boat, so we'd come down to Seaside Park, you know, pretty much every weekend in the summer. Okay. Um, and my wife and her family has a house in Seaside Park, so... Um, when Jesse, my wife, and I met, uh, we were talking about, you know, we'd go watch the sunsets at the park as kids. Like, I remember running around, like, in the bay, you know, like, my parents were watching the sunset, and me and my brothers were probably tackling each other and, <laughs> and stuff. And, you know, she said the same thing. It was kind of like, you know, that's, that's really the tie to the area. You know, they live down here. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I just, when... <laughs> Finding a spot is so hard. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't really want to be a warehouse brewery. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just, you know, I kind of want to do a different concept on the main street. And, yeah. I, uh, you know, I think it's really becoming a thing now, you know, like smaller, you know, three, four, five barrels on a main street, you know, like last wave up in Point Pleasant is kind of the same thing downtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a good model to go with. Uh, we're not really competing for tap space with other guys and, um, yeah, it's just fun, you know, like, I don't have to really schedule, I schedule my brew days, but I don't really schedule my brew log, because we're so small, so I, if I want to come in and brew, you know, a peanut butter IPA, I pretty much can. <laughs> well, that doesn't suck, man. I mean, yeah. it, like, it's it's trying to find that balance of, like, obviously, you need to keep the doors open, you need to, you know, not be in the, in the red, Yeah. but at the same time, you want to be able to have fun with it because if it's not fun, why fucking do yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Um, now, going, going back to your talking about during the busy season, having people come in, what's that world like? Because, you know, I always talk, tell stories about when I got in the beer in the late 90s, early 2000s, like if I met one person the whole year who was in the beer, I flipped out. I was like, holy yeah. shit, I met somebody that likes beer. Now it's like you can sit at fucking Applebee's. Not that I'd ever go to an Applebee's, <laughs> but if I was sitting at Applebee's, the dude in the booth next to me is like, I went to Treehouse last week. It's that popular. Yeah. So now you have the general John Q. Public guy that's interested in a beer more now than ever. So did you see a lot of people coming in that not necessarily are in the beer, but know enough to be dangerous. And then you kind of, you get to lead a new group of people in the actual beer because you're, you're exposed to a lot of people that probably don't go to a lot of breweries. Yeah. De yeah, definitely. We see that a lot, <clears throat> especially the first, uh, you know, first summer here. Uh, a lot of people were just popping in to see like what this new place is, uh, seeing what this big black <laughs> building is <laughs> darkly lit, dimly lit. Uh, that's why, um, to be honest with you, that oyster sap became a thing because I just kind of want to do something, that, you know, somebody, I, I said, I don't think many people have tried an oyster sap. And it gives you a Heights. connection <laughs> to the kind of yeah. seafood thing. It actually goes around. much deeper than that, but that's another story the connection <laughs> for me in the oyster sap. Um, the guys that grow the oysters, we used, we've been friends for probably, you know, five years now. So, oh, okay. um, but yeah, just, you know. We have people come in, what do you have, like, uh, Miller Lite, you know, like that, that you know, forbidden question that I hate getting <laughs> asked. Um, you know, so I, we try to explain really, like, what it is we're brewing here, you know, like, mm -hmm. here's, a, here's a lighter ale brewed with ginger and lemongrass, uh, you know, has rice in it, just like your Budweiser does, you know, give it a <laughs> shot. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's takers and like, holy shit, that's good. And sometimes people are like, I'd rather go drink a Bud. So, yeah. <laughs> So it's really, you know, it's, it's a mixed bag. But uh, I think it's funny, you know, somebody that's never, especially our thick series, uh, it's like 
a super heavy sour beer. Um, so people are like, I don't like beer. So like, <laughs> come in, we'll give them that, and they'll be like, wow, that's uh, that's what we're gonna go for now. Is it like the it's kind of fruited, fruited sour, lactose yeah. sour, or no lactose? Uh, I'm trying to move away from too much lactose stuff okay. here, because uh, for a while, pretty much everything on tap. I can I can hear the the soft clapping of a, a bunch <laughs> yeah. of people out there. Yeah, a fat guy like me, the lactose really, <laughs> really starts affecting you after a while. So uh, yeah, no lactose in them. Just uh, yes, we lower the pH a lot, so it's like really sour and then. You know, when we've, you know, ferment on fruit, it kind of gives it, depending on the fruit, like a different tang to it. So um, they become really popular. So we, we kind of like, you know, people that don't like beer, like we just kind of throw that out there. There you go. Yeah. Beer for the non-beer lover, yeah. if you will. Earlier you mentioned something about not competing for taps. Does any of your beer actually leave here? Uh, uh, we've done a couple, a uh, few counts. Um, like coming up, we're going to be on tap at Brick Farm Tavern in Hopewell. Um, okay, yeah, I'm not too far away from there, yeah, actually. Yeah, I mean, that place is incredible. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. So really, it's like uh, the only other place I really work with is Breakers down in Waretown, um, mainly because, you know, the ladies there that own it are really friendly, super easy to work with. Uh, so if I have, like, an extra six dole that I feel like being generous and being like, hey, throw this on, like, if you want it, here it is. And, you know, that's pretty much it uh, right now. Uh you know, it's to me, it's not really worth it to like try to reach out to everybody and ask for a keg. So we kind of had people approach us about beer, and if they're easy to work with, I say yes. If you know they want to be a pain in the ass, I say no. Okay, fair enough, man. Plus, I mean, at your size, you need to keep your tap handles full. Yeah, we're all about like uh, to like who are we giving it to? Like we've you know I've had you know beers from very popular breweries on tap that I'm like this is not. That beer, and of course, you get a waitress saying, "Oh no, that's that's you know that's that that's the IPA." I'm like, "This is not an IPA. This is Smoke Pilsner." I'm friends with the brewer that made this. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "No, that's the IPA." So, uh, I really kind of look at what bars are Who's serving. Yeah, it so really like beer bars, I'm kind of more focused on than like you know your run of the mill bar. <laughs> Let's talk about your tap room. One of the things I came in last night and actually had a couple beers. And the one thing that struck me was the bathroom. Who's oh, like yeah. who's like the music festival junkie head? Uh, pretty much me, and I drag my <laughs> drag my wife to uh, all the all the shows. Uh, yeah, we uh, I don't know. We just uh, just I like the foil poster. Like I, I, I dude, it struck me. I walked in there. I'm like, what year is this? Yeah, so like, they're all. But then I saw it, like, new. I yeah. know, but that's what I mean. Like a couple, of them, I'm like, wait a minute, this is new. And then I saw like um, you had some kind of um, you know, music here, and it yeah. looked like old school posters and yeah, stuff like so that. So my wife makes all those like uh, the posters for here like we've had a couple of uh, reggae artists come through here and play you know acoustic sets and uh, she makes the posters for it that's usually usually a good turnout um, so yeah we uh, I always say we probably have the nicest bathroom <laughs> in all the New Jersey breweries too yeah it's actually like totally opposite like yeah. most New Jersey bathrooms are like graffiti and stickers yeah. everywhere there's like candles in there there's like books in there it's like I'm gonna throw a deuce in there for yeah. about a half an hour or something like that and I got <laughs> something to read it's the powder room it's yeah. not the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk to that I mean I don't even know if you want to talk about this kind of shit but you you know you talk about music you had posters in there a couple of people come play mm -hmm. with the whole fucking ABC bullshit how much do you focus on that are you do you do you um, give, I'm not saying I know you obviously give a shit yeah but do you give that much of a shit or does this affect you I don't give a shit at all to be honest with you we don't do any events really like if we do it's well within um, whatever one yeah. I mean I think last year the whole first year we had three like you know it's free there's not like you have to pay to come in we just have you know like one of my friends uh 
you know, popular reggae guy playing the corner, playing guitar for free, you know, it's not, so for us, it's not really a big thing. Like we don't really do events too much. Uh, so it doesn't affect us at all, to be honest with you. The new ones kind of make it easy, but I totally support the other breweries that, you know, I, and I agree, like you, they put in some rules, uh, you know, and then who's not to say in like, you know, three months, they'll put in more rules and more rules and more rules. So I, I'm fully supporting the breweries to like, try to fight, <laughs> fight the rules. Yeah. Um, but I mean, our business model here doesn't affect this one bit. Speaking about other breweries, like what's it like down here? Um, Brewery-wise, uh, as far as everybody else, the community as a whole, locally, like hyper-locally, yeah, in general, just like you know what I mean, how you guys work together, hyper-locally and up and down the coast. Uh, I mean, of itself. here for us, it's uh, you know, like Icarus and us. You know, whenever I'm with those guys, I was just there. On yeah, I just saw you did a collab yeah. this week, right? I mean, Jason and I talk yeah. pr- pretty much every week about, and I love talking to him too because you said you said the word chef before with a brew. It, I look at it like that, so we'll talk about hop being like, you know, I just said I took El Dorado out of the session, you know. For for me to say that to an average person, it means nothing, but when I say it to him, you know, we can go back and forth. Uh, you know, we'll say, you know, I just, did you try the new uh, experimental hop 472? No, I didn't, but it has, you know, it's, so it's cool to talk to those guys about, you know, beer and every time uh, we hang out with those guys, it's always, you know, a fun time. Last Wave, again, they're, you know, this time of year, I don't know, maybe an hour up the road, but off season, it's like 15 minutes up the road. You know, Bert and Nick are awesome dudes, good friends with those guys. So our relationships here are really good. Um, you know, we do a good job, like, you know, kind of working together. Like, you know, we were at Last Wave's holiday party. Icarus and us does a lot of collabs. Uh, Last Wave and us are going to be doing collabs soon. So it's like, it's awesome, actually. You know, I've talked to other breweries where it's like, we don't really talk to each other. Here it's, you know, I love it. You know, I love all the guys. We talk pretty much all the time, at least once a week. So, You're talking about uh, just the collabs, the one you're doing with Kelly Green. They're coming in yeah. today, and it was like the pizza-based one. What did you do with Icarus? What did you brew this week with those uh, guys? So this one we did Baydreamer, the Session IPA that we did last summer. Okay. Uh, you know, hazy, uh, double dry hop. To me, I was saying before, you know, like the perfect Session beer. Um, so we did that. Uh, this is our second time or third time brewing that collab. And then we did, did a, uh, a milk stout twice, a coffee milk stout twice. So this is our fifth collab with them. Okay, so thus far we talked about some session IPAs, some, your, yeah. your thick series sours, um, a little bit of stouts. Like, is there anything that you're not making that you're just, like, killing yourself you wish you could do? Yeah, uh, like barrel-aged saisons, more, you know, spontaneous stuff. Uh, here the space is limited. We can only keep so many barrels, uh, you know, in yeah. here, I think. <laughs> They're turning it to furniture now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, and uh, that's really what's holding, that's really kind of, I said recently, where I want to, my next step of what I want to do is more like, you know, funky stuff, like, you know, barrel-aged stuff, let's sit for a while. Um, that's really all that I'm not doing, that I want to be doing. Um, other than that, it's pretty much, <laughs> I get to do whatever the fuck I want, so. I think that's the theme of the whole podcast. Yeah. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's kind of a, yeah. not just a great thing, but a Jersey thing. Um, what turns you on right now in beer? There's so many different kind of breweries, so many people producing. Like, who turns you on? Because you do a lot of hop stuff, but you said you love doing a kind of barrel-aged saison. You don't get to do that as much, so you probably kind of lean in that direction. But is there anybody in particular that are fucking with hops or doing particular things that you're like, these are the people that are really turning me on right now beer-wise? It could be locally or nationally or yeah. whatever. Um, you know, I, I've said in other podcasts, I'm like the biggest Tired Hands fanboy, so... 
Um, pretty much anything they put out, I go crazy for. Uh, we're actually missing their anniversary t today. <laughs> but uh, I love all their stuff. Um, you know, locally, like, I love what Kelly Green's doing with their, you know, saisons and everything down there. Um, uh, I'm excited for Kane. They're starting to do some, you know, wild stuff. So I'm stoked for that to yeah, come out and try cool that. Um, that. Not too long ago. My brother got me some of their barrel-aged stuff for Christmas. So, like, their barrel-aged stouts are awesome. Yeah. Um, just yeah, uh, wild ales and barrel aged stuff is kind of kind of what's turning me on lately. You know, like this time of year, like what's better than popping like a, a wild ale? And it's so like effervescent. You know, it's like what's hot out. Like I feel like you don't want you don't want the ten percent lactose triple IPA. Yeah. No, that's like later at night. Like, <laughs> it's like a night night juice. Yeah, I don't <laughs> watch Game of Thrones, but uh, my wife and my brother were watching it and. That was just my time to drink a stout and like hang out on the couch, get a little buzz on. <laughs> there you go. You talk about your wife and your journeys into Vermont and, and you getting into brewery. Like, is she in line with you as far as the way beers go and like yeah. what you guys enjoy? Um, yeah, so she was always kind of cool with it. Uh, you know, I remember when we were driving up to Vermont, uh, she's been there multiple times, but when we were going up for the first time uh, and I was, you know, going to propose that night. It's like, how can I get her to like understand? And this is like when Hetty Topper wasn't so it's wasn't so easy to get. Like yeah. people would sell out and people would camp at liquor stores. It's like, how am I gonna get her to like understand like how I have to try this beer? Like, so I showed her it was like Hetty Spotter, like the website, and yeah. they would literally like post, be like, it's at this liquor store in Burlington. Like, get there now. So I showed her this website. She's like, we have to find it. I was like, I knew you were a keeper. <laughs> yeah, she was on board with it. Um, you know, I think she started getting. Um, you know, a little burnt out with it, with like waiting in lines and stuff like that. You know, for like good releases and stuff. Um, but now owning a brewery is cool because you don't have to wait in line. People like yeah. <laughs> want to share a beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now and now we get to the core of why you actually open a brewery, yeah. so you get to skirt all those yeah. lines. Um, what kind of hurdles do you face as a small brewery? Is a pretty small brewery when it comes to just making the shit that you want, like uh, grain wise, uh -huh. hop wise, all that kind of stuff. Like you know, you talk about you know grabbing Sitchin and El Dorado; those two pretty fucking yeah. popular hops. Like, how do you deal with that, or is it just you guys band together and kind of do it, um, get what you want? Definitely uh, hops this year. This year for sure. This summer, like Citra is impossible to get right now. Um, that's you know next year we're going to start contracting, um, but yeah finding hops right now there's so many breweries opening up like i was not expecting citra to be impossible to get right now uh what is it june 1st and it, it's it's like a drug like people are you guys citra you guys <laughs> i asked kelly green like you guys are gonna citra you can bring down so yeah that that's one of the hurdles uh the other hurdle too is uh like whenever we tap like a really good ipa i'm like it probably won't last a weekend so like keeping up with production on this size is definitely always a struggle like you're, i just feel like I said, like, you're running as fast as you can, but the ground's kind of still falling out underneath you. Yeah, um, But uh, th that's why we have, you know, a couple beers on there that are, you know, tap fillers that won't, you know, fly off the shelf, like, the second you tap them, so. How much do you guys fuck with hops? Like, do you go out and just try weird experimental stuff all the time? Yeah. I mean, it has to be a, a hard thing because you probably want to do that, but you can't be just buying hot lots that you don't know are going to work or not. Well, on this size, it's cool because like you can buy like a couple pounds at a time. Um, so, you know, you don't have to buy an 11 or 20. Typically, hops are sold in 11 and 22 pound bags. Mm -hmm. um, so if it's something I just want to experiment with, uh, there's certain hop sell, uh, suppliers that will sell like a pound at a time. So I'll pick up, you know, five or six pounds that really isn't that big of an investment. Um, 
you know, but then if there's something you like, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah. I just bought Michigan Copper. Michigan Copper hop is very hard to find, you know. Um, hops, hops sound a lot like trying to buy weed in the 90s, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you. It's <laughs> Whatever like, you talk about, that's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like, yeah. Um, like, I got this one. I can't find it anymore. The guy won't sell it to yeah. me. I got to buy two pounds of it. Now. Yeah, like Cascades, like the weed with the dirt. <laughs> <still there. laughs> Stems. You got to pick up the it's seeds easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> do you have, like, a hot broker guy or you just buy just... Uh, um, yeah, I use, like, a couple different uh, suppliers. Um, I really love Michigan Hop Alliance. Like, the Michigan-grown hops, I think, are awesome. Uh, that's, like, my number one. Um then pretty much like you know like Citra, I think I'd buy it from anybody right now. Um, yeah, pretty much Michigan Hop Alliance is where I go to the most. Let's talk broadly, Jersey. Yeah, I know you're talking about traveling, going up north, going to Vermont, doing beer things. Um, what do you think about the New Jersey beer drinker, the craft beer New Jersey guy? What do you think about that? Those they can be quite yeah. opinionated at times. Yeah, no, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like a super beer snob uh, at all. I always say like, there, there's maybe only been like one or two breweries that I've gone to that I can't find a beer that I'm like would want another of. Um, so it's really like what you're what you're looking for, like what mindset you're going in. Like if you th- going to a brewery. And you think it's supposed to be amazing. You're expecting it to be amazing. I don't yeah. have any expectations when I walk in. Uh, I just see like what I like. And if I like it, great. If I don't like it, all right. I'm sure other people... When I go to a brewery, I'm always with like at least one other person or two other people. So there's always like that one person in the group that doesn't like the beer. And I might be saying it's the best beer ever. So yeah, I mean, I think New Jersey breweries really have... Uh, a lot of like diverse different type of beers like every brewery has like a style they do well what do you think um what's missing in beer right now if there is there anything particularly like that you enjoy seeing whether it be like taproom environment or people involved or or beers in general is there something you're like i want this to become a thing or um, conversely is there something you're like i want this to go away fast because I can uh, die. I want people to stop opening breweries. I see it as a money thing, you know, and like <laughs> oh, okay. never have sat in a brew day before and just like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm opening a brewery. Well, it kind of takes away from like the actual craft of it. You know, I yeah. look at it as actually like busting your ass, you know, blood, sweat, and tears going into the, you know, like going into your work, uh, like long work days. I don't I kind of want to stop being like rich guy. Let's buy a brewery and just stand from afar. And you know, like that's, Kind of want that to go away. And I'll, I'll say this for you, and I'm, I'm sure you'll agree. It's not a matter of you don't want more breweries. If a great brewery opened two blocks away, you'd probably fucking love yeah. it because that would be even more people coming down for, sure. for beer. So it's not a matter of we don't want more breweries. You just So many people looking at it more as an investment, probably looking yeah. at a lot of Excel spreadsheets, yeah. not the ones that you input. I've had guys come in here and like either. walk around and like are taking measurements and shit. I'm like, really? They're probably like, yeah. They're like, they probably heard Jeff from Heavy Reels like real chill and like will tell you anything. I'm like... <laughs> And, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, we're thinking about opening a brewery next door. I said, well, that's awfully fucking close, don't you think? <laughs> Not that I don't, even, I don't even give a shit, but I just knew it was like a bunch of rich guys with like, you know, t- uh, collared shirts and ties on. And here I'm with long hair and have grain all over my <laughs> all over myself. I'm like, dude, you don't even understand. Like you're all you're seeing is dollar signs. And it's so much more than that, especially as like an owner and brewer. Like I'm doing both jobs. Uh, so I kind of see it from yeah, that's why I love like Jason. Like he's the same thing. Like he's in it. Every day, the guys from Last Wave, they're in it. They're owners of brewers. Um, 
I just want to see more, you know, more of that. Those are guys I really have more respect for. The guys that are actually ones brewing the beer. Yeah, because all those guys were like local homebrew yeah. dudes, right? And working at breweries and yeah. then eventually kind of open up a brewery. It's, that's kind of how you'd wish everything would go. Yeah. Rather than someone just kind of just, yeah, fuck yeah. it. We'll find somebody. I actually, we had a place up by, when I lived in Northeastern Pennsylvania, there was an article about this brewery that was opening and you knew it was going to be hot garbage. Uh, when it opened because there was a there was a full page article about it in a newspaper and the owners talked about their love for beer and how they fell in love with beer and all this stuff and it was like we want to do this we want to do that the very last paragraph has said next month we're going to start looking for a brewer yeah it was like wait a minute <laughs> that's you're so gonna, frequent you're though, man. do it's all like, this yeah. stuff and then you're like well now we need to find somebody to do every, it. every i would say just about every brewery that's opening up is like that that's that's kind of why I want it to go away. You know, like mm. have, have a brewer that's passionate to open the business, be like the mind behind it. And I get it. You get so busy, like you do less brewing and you do more like managing, but you're still were the brewer. Like you're the one that like, these are my recipes. Like I, you know, I didn't just hire somebody to, to come in and brew their recipes. Like I don't understand why you don't own a brewery if it's not going to be your recipes. Like for me, that was the most rewarding thing. Like I worked at two other breweries and I didn't brew a single one of my recipes. So like opening I hear, I'm like, eight taps. These are all my oh, recipes. So if they man. suck, it's like it's all on you. Jeff, you suck. If they're good, <laughs> it's like, you know, that that that's like what the fun part is, you know, for me at least, being like the two roles owner and brewer. So you're actually the one making the recipes. So And but, what's it like here in the off season? Uh, speaking to like community uh, and stuff like that, like when it's not beach season to when it's not, you know, a bunch of you know, I mean, games. I like it. You know, it's like less, I don't have to worry about traffic or anything. And I can, you know, during the mash, go fishing on the beach and don't have to like weave in and have all these people on the beach. Uh, but, you know, it's like, like I was saying before, if we're like, you know, promoting that we got, a, you know, a really good IPA coming out, we'll be crowded. If we're not really pushing anything, it will kind of be like ho hum, you know. Um, I said before, like, nothing here makes sense. Like, one weekend we'll be top sales like through the roof next weekend could be the worst week like there's no we'll look at the hours like three o'clock when we open there's like a line out the door the next day it could be three o'clock and nobody shows up till four o'clock you know it's nothing make nothing makes sense what's it like here financially even post sandy to open up a business rent combined with yeah. insurance and all that kind of stuff it has to be like way more than the typical brewery i would imagine i don't ours is like pretty cheap i mean we don't have too much space but uh i would probably say i'd be shocked if there's any other place that you can open a brewery near the ocean that would be as cheap as us really yeah really uh, i mean there's a lot of vacant buildings around here too so like you know there's what four right on the corner there so so bizarre but it's also you know it makes sense growing up here it's once you get a half a block away from the beach no yeah. one gives a shit kind of thing yeah so yeah it's actually it's it's nice that that's affordable <laughs> Okay, people come to Heavy Reel. How did they get here? Um, like, what road? Oh, <laughs> bastard. Where are you located? How do they find you? Generics, man. <laughs> yeah, no, so yes. Give, actually, I want specific directions. Yeah. Exact specific, specific directions. You're, yeah, you're going to go to Parkway North. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're right on the boulevard, uh, 613 Boulevard. Uh, we're right across the street from Hemingway's. Um, you know, the town's really starting to build up the boulevard, so hopefully we're like a little shining light. Um, we're kind of hard to miss. We're like right in the center of town. Township cool with you guys? Township's great. Yeah. yeah. They're cool. They're supportive. Uh, I don't know if they really know like <laughs> that we're a brewery, but 
<laughs> they're cool with it. You know, the town's come in, but um, yeah, it's fun, man. The town's supportive. The police are supportive. Uh, I think we're starting to build a name for ourselves, you know, for people to come back over the bridge, come back to Seaside Heights, you know, uh, there's no fist pumping anymore, you know, like, <laughs> oh, there, there is just not as prevalent. Yeah. Well, all the haters of all that shit can come here like us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, and, uh, if they're trying to find you guys, if someone wants to check out heavy reel online, it's just heavy reel. On, uh, mainly Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, our website is kind of just the most generic. I mean, all our posts for hours and everything is Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we, we have a Twitter, but I don't think anybody's checked it in like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good business practice yeah. going on there. But uh, I appreciate the time, brother, man. Yeah, man. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff, is it Greco? Yeah. Oh, yep. goddamn. I usually fuck it, it up. Oh, I'm so happy of myself. for Heavy Real Brewing Company. Come down and check it out. Um, like I said, it's, it's, I mean, the Jersey Shore is a weird thing. It's kind of like a lot of people kind of like tongue in cheek, wink, wink, Jersey Shore, ha, ha, yeah. ha. But it's like, even when I was a kid, it's infinitely different down here. And you know yeah. what I mean? It's way nice and there's so much more to do. And, and like you said, like during peak season, it's kind of hard to get up and down, um, uh, the barrier here but it's you know there's a bunch of great breweries and a bunch of good yep. people doing good stuff a bunch of shitty people too apparently <laughs> open it up but uh more 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 good than bad at the moment so it's, it's definitely worth the destination especially if you're in like the tri-state area and uh it's fucking jersey shore come on come down here eat some pork roll yeah cheesesteaks pizza <laughs> drink some hazies a little pale hazies or you have your you know your double ipas made with uh what's that one up there again Pizza? The pizza, the pizza double IPA. <laughs> yeah. And uh, check it out. So appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thank you, man. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers.